Welcome to the Western New York Entrepreneur Podcast, helping Western New York entrepreneurs take the next step in their business. If you love Western New York and entrepreneurship, this is the podcast for you. Whether you have been in business for 20 years or 20 minutes, there is something for everyone. David Schaub interviews the top entrepreneurs in Western New York so you can take your next step in your own business. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the West York Entrepreneur. Thank you for joining us as always. If you haven't hit the subscribe button or give us a review yet, we appreciate you do so if you enjoy listening to this. Today's guest, we have Mike Hoyer from the Foundry Digital uh, right there in Rochester, I believe. Correct, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. Welcome. Thanks, yeah, for, so thanks uh, for joining us, Mike. I know you're I know you're, uh, you're you're drinking from a fire hose using your words from our earlier conversation. Things are going crazy. You're up to 85 employees now. Things are obviously getting really crazy in the crypto space. So thanks for giving us uh, a covering out a little bit of your time. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, David. Thanks for thanks. the invite. Of course, man. Um, so that being said, Mike, I want to dive right into your story. So I know you're a, you went to school locally here in Buffalo, which is really cool. So you have the, the roots here. Um, but for those that don't know you, your story, your company, uh, what should they know about you? Yeah, so Foundry Digital is um, focused on decentralized infrastructure. So Bitcoin mining, proof of stake tokens. We're the largest uh, mining Bitcoin mining pool in the world. And we're based right here in Rochester, New York. Um, so my story, I was born and raised in Rochester, uh, went to school at the University of Buffalo um, and, uh, and then started my career at GE. So I went down to Erie, Pennsylvania and spent five years working there at, at GE, which was just an amazing experience. And then, you know, the last half of my career, I was a hired gun for private equity, you know, basically trying to fix companies. And uh boy, it's been about four and a half years ago, I went down the Bitcoin rabbit hole and uh, fell in love with the technology, realized it fixed a lot of things that couldn't be fixed with the current um, internet tech and uh, decided to dedicate my life to it. Um, and it's been just, it's been a wild ride ever since. Um, so it's been super exciting. It's been scary. Um, it's quite the roller coaster ride. Yeah. So that's really cool. So I, I love when people say, I'm really passionate about this. I want to learn more about it. And then they kind of turn into their, I guess you use their career or their way of making income. And um, my, my true definition of entrepreneurship is solving problems with your passions and then finding a way to monetize it. So that's, that's, yeah, that's how I, I, that. I view it. Yeah, my I definition of it. Yeah, so, so it. Mike, so tell me about that. So how did you become the CEO of Foundry Digital? You know, did you start it? Did you, did you kind of walk into it? Did you stumble upon it? Tell us about that. Yeah, so my my journey began um, in it was about June July of 2017. Mm -hmm. I started reading about Bitcoin um, and blockchain technology. It reminded me of the start of the internet. So I was in college when Netscape came out, like you know the the early 90s. Yeah, and um, it was one of those things where it was like, wow, this is life changing technology. It's going to change the world. I didn't have the guts to move to Silicon Valley at that point in time. You know, I'm just a kid from Western New York. Uh, when I when I read about the blockchain technology, I realized that it's a huge threat to the Silicon Valley um, ecosystem, and it's actually a decentralized network. It allows anyone to participate anywhere in the world. And I thought, cool, why not Western New York? And uh, I actually um, part of my part of my story is driving to Buffalo. Um, every Tuesday morning for the blockchain um, 
startup group. So there's a there was a blockchain meetup group in Buffalo uh, that uh, John Spitz um, organized, and um, I would drive every every week. I drive out to Buffalo, and I was like the old guy in the room writing all these notes down on like all the buzzwords that I didn't know what. And I go home and I Google them all and like look them up and um, ran into a, a guy that had a small mining operation in Rochester. He asked me to lead it. Um, did that for about a year. And uh, I'm in an organization called YPO, Young Presidents Organization. Mm-hmm. And uh, some, of the, some of the guys in YPO had started a company called Core Scientific and they asked me to join them. So I helped them grow their business. And then a little over two and a half years ago, got a call from a guy uh, named Barry Silbert, who's the founder of the Digital Currency Group, which is probably one of the biggest companies in crypto. And he said, I want to start a mining company called Foundry. Um, and I want you to lead it. I was like, great. Um, super excited for that opportunity. There was not a lot of like big institutional and in, in, um, companies in, in mining at that point. And uh I said, well, I don't want to move to New York City. He goes, good, build the business in, uh, in Rochester. And, uh, and so that's been the last two and a half years. It's been just crazy. Yeah, put it right next to Genesee Brewing Company, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but it's, uh, No, that, that's a really cool story. I, I love that. So for our listeners out there, I, I know it's a really cool story. So I want to go back to you, our listeners, really quick that, that are listening. You know, what What can you change, again, what group can you join that's chasing the same passion that you're joining? I know it might not be here in Rochester or Buffalo or Western New York area, but who can you join at least digitally or um, or across the world here? Because I think it's so important, Mike, to, to be around people that have the same passions that you are and on the same track that, that you are. And I got to imagine, I could be wrong, but maybe that, that shaped you who you are to who you are today. Oh, absolutely. And look at today's world is very different from the world I grew up in. So I like getting into the space, I had to learn, I had to get a Twitter account. Um, like if you want the breaking news on crypto, you have to be in, in on Twitter. Um, I had to learn what Discord was. I had to learn what Telegram was. And, and I'm in these like Telegram chat rooms with thousands of other people. And for me, it was, it was really uncomfortable and unnerving, um, but that's where the action was. Like that, you had to go to where the conversation was happening. You know what's so fu- funny, Mike? I'm the same way with NFTs right now. I'm like, I'm sorry, this is a stupid question. I'm sorry if I'm new here. I just bought my first couple NFTs. I'm like, Discord, I'm like, how does this even work? They're like, oh, it's pretty simple. I'm like, this is not simple for me. I'm looking at hieroglyphics. <laughs> what do all these little animations mean? Okay, there's these hashtags. I'm like, I'm like, what is, I mean, everybody knows what a hashtag is, but Discord, it's just completely different. And and if you if you, if you you just joined Discord or if you've been on Discord, which is a new app that cryptocurrencies, NFTs use and gaming and whatnot, uh, it's just, I'm completely uh, like, wh- how do I use this? So. <laughs> I do want to ask this. So for those who are new to crypto, Mike, like I I know this is an impossible book to read in 30 seconds when the book is like 800 pages deep. But if we had to give you the Spark Notes version, uh, what what would it be? What what should people know about crypto um, or just or just need to be at least be aware of? So I think so. it starts with blockchain technology and Bitcoin is one application of blockchain technology. Cryptocurrencies is another. Um, NFTs is another. It is, um, it's technology that's, that is going to be here forever. It's changing the world. It's decentralized. It's, it allows anyone and everyone to participate, um, which, is, which is super exciting. So 
Um, on the Bitcoin side, look at there's there's no better store of value. There's it it's a you very unique. There's no there's nothing else that compares to Bitcoin. Um, I always you know people always want to know like the intricate details of how it all works and. I'm like, look at, you're watching a Netflix on your phone, on your cell phone. Do you know how they take a video and send it across the internet and have it show up on your phone? I don't like, like you're just, you're not going to have to know all of the intricate details. Um, but Bitcoin is here to stay. Um, it's been an incredible investment. It's still very, very early. And um, the more time I spend in this world, the bigger believer I am of, of the technology. Yeah. A lot of people are saying now that crypto, cause it's been, you know, going a little dip now, it, obviously it's being January 18th, you know, it can go up tomorrow. So they're like, well, what are they talking about on this podcast of the reading this or, or listening to this uh, a month later and whatnot. But I really do, especially with crypto, I do feel like, you know, again, I, we were talking before I hit the record button here, but with my dad, you know, 20, maybe 15 years ago, he goes, I'm never gonna get a cell phone. That's stupid. People are just glued to them. And it's so funny, this past year, he finally got a cell phone. He was the last of the dinosaurs not to get one. And I feel like it's kind of with crypto. You're like, I'm never going to, I don't, I don't care about that, but you know, it's here to stay. And I feel like everyone's going to have, like our grandparents are going to have a piece of crypto if they're here in the next 10 years. Yeah. Like the way I look at it is there's only 21 million Bitcoin available and there's 28 million millionaires, which means not every millionaire is going to have a chance to own one full Bitcoin. So, um, I think of it as like, what do you, what do I want to leave my kids? And, and I, my bet is that if I, if I could leave each one of them one Bitcoin, that would be probably the best gift I could ever give them. Yeah. I'll make sure I ask for a Bitcoin for Christmas, uh, Mike. So that being said, man, my next question is about NFTs. So that's kind of the new rage or something that I'm actually looking to get into. I actually own a few NFTs and when people ask, what is an NFT? And for me, the hardest time, I mean, I need you to explain to me like I'm five. What is an NFT? What does it mean? And for me, if I had explained to it in a minute or less or in a very short period of time, I would basically say, hey, it's like, for example, if someone uh, buys a guitar pick from like the guitarist from Led Zeppelin, it's worth $80,000. Well, people may think that's insane. Why would you do that? Well, it's the rarity of it. It's the, it was someone, you know, famous. It was their guitar pick they used in this concert. So that creates value. Why is a piece of art worth $10,000? It's just a piece of art. It's canvas and paint. What makes it so valuable? It's not really the piece that that's actually valuable. It's the, it's the value and the, the utility behind it. What happened behind it? It's the history behind it. What's going on behind it. It's not just a guitar pick it's obviously that piece of plastic is worth five cents in reality but it makes it worth so much more when it's who used it so i feel like nfts are basically uh, uh it's, not, it's not the photo it's not digital art it's not about a, a, a monkey or a or a, a chameleon or uh you know uh whatever the superhero that's behind it it's actually the utility behind it like hey this is really cool like you could actually like every portion of the every time this this piece of art this digital art sells six percent it goes to cleaning up the ocean and if you actually buy this piece of art, you get to get in a, in a mastermind group or a group of people that you can only be in if you own one of these 5,000 pieces of art that be trying behind this vision or behind this business. So I think it's really cool that I can be part of a group with real utility to do something with it. Like I actually, and I can sell it because what makes it so valuable is like, hey, there's only 4,000 of these made. And only 4,000 people can be part of this group. 
and you get people that love this cause and are there's so much real world utility is what I'm trying to say behind it. It's actually has nothing to do with the art itself in reality. Just like it has nothing to do with the guitar pick. It has who's holding it, what's the, the the value behind that. So anyways, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Hey, really quick, I just want to interrupt your podcast momentarily to let you know of a unique or new or different way to reach local business owners right here in Western New York through the Western New York Entrepreneur Podcast. We have an array of different options for business owners to reach. Uh, I got other business owners in the area, other entrepreneurs, whether it's being blasted on our social media pages, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. We have thousands of followers alone on our Instagram page, uh, whether it being on our email blast, where we literally have over 3,000 subscribers to local entrepreneurs that you know have tuned into our podcast here, and or something like this, actually getting a 45-second to one-minute commercial, letting them know or letting other entrepreneurs locally here know what you can provide in terms of products or services. So if you're interested, again, in a unique or different way to be introduced or to let other entrepreneurs locally here know about you and your business, why don't you send us an email at david at westernnewyorkentrepreneur.com. That's david at wnyentrepreneur.com. Yeah, so with... um... I think a real so I think NFTs are going to be a good on ramp for people into the crypto space and getting comfortable with this idea that you can have digital value that is transferable electronically, right? Like that's really what is happening here. So the the I think the classic real world example is today it's 2020. If you want to buy a house, your house title is still a piece of paper down at the courthouse. You have to hire a lawyer, you have to have title insurance. And they literally write your name on the title that you own the house. Why is that? Why is that still a piece of paper? Because up until recently, you couldn't, until blockchain technology, you couldn't make that digital because you couldn't prove that you were the only one with that house title. So it could be copied, it could be altered digitally, and anybody could show up with that digital file and claim that they owned your house. A blockchain technology allows that house title to be put on that chain electronically. Everybody on that chain agrees you own the house and you can transfer it electronically. In the future, you'll be able to transfer your house title with your phone to somebody else if you want to sell your house. That house title on your phone is essentially an NFT. It's not fungible token. It's, it's, it's a digital identity that's right there um, that you have. So NFTs are gonna are starting to get people comfortable with this concept. I I had the chance to do. Have you ever heard of NBA Top Shot? I have not. Oh my god, it's a great. It's one of the first NFTs that came out about a year and a half ago. But they're instead of trade collecting baseball cards, you can collect video moments of NBA players. So a LeBron James dunk or a pass, and it's it the NBA sponsors it. Um, it's huge um, with NBA fans in terms of it's a collectible. So now you can carry your collectible around on your phone and where they're going to go with this is they're going to start creating games where you can compete with other people with the NFT. So like you want to play NBA 2K, you would play with your team of NFTs. And if you want your player to get better, you buy more moments. So you want to get like a LeBron James block or a, or a pass and your LeBron James player gets better. And then you compete with other people. Um, and you can monetize your experience 
um, playing games. You know, I've heard of that. I'm not a big gamer, so that's probably why I'm not in that space. But that's so cool that you know all that, Mike. I, I had no clue about that. Another thing is I never thought about that, like like a, a title, but people can look at that on public. So aren't you aren't people afraid of having their like their the title of something um, uh, online? I guess you would say isn't their personal information all that on there or not? So there's there's privacy um, tokens that help protect it, and you know th- those solutions will be. Um, available. People are building all of that stuff out today. That's what's happening is we're like building, we're building the infrastructure to support all of this. So at Foundry, half our business is on proof of work where we support miners, um, mining things like Bitcoin or privacy coins like uh, Equihash or, um, and then the other half of our business is on proof of stake where we run nodes in the cloud for all of these different networks that run, you know, NFTs, for instance. So when you're trading NFTs, you pay a fee to transfer those NFTs. Some of that fee comes to the folks that are running the nodes. And um, in many cases, anybody can run the nodes. So anyone can participate in these networks. And that's what our business is focused on is building out that decentralized infrastructure. Yeah, so I'm going to ask this kind of the same question we asked before about the NFTs. What, what what should people, we obviously know what they are now based on what you just told us, but if people want to get involved in this, like, well, how do I get involved in this besides, you know, using things like legal documents? How do I, is this something I should be looking to get investing into or how do I make sure I don't miss the boat? Because sometimes we have that FOMO feel with, with things like this. Yeah, so I would, um, my suggestion to, to anyone I talk, talk to about this is, one, you have to do your own research, right? So, and today there's a lot of information out on, you know, go to Google and, and start, start reading. But the first thing is all in my mind is always buy some Bitcoin. Um, so you can buy a fraction of a Bitcoin, right? Like that's people get stuck on like, oh, Bitcoin's worth $42,000 today. Well, you can buy $100 worth of Bitcoin. Download the Cash App, buy $100 worth of Bitcoin, And the moment you make that decision and you step into the world, you start thinking about it differently. You start researching it more. You start understanding it more. And um, and I I would say that's where everyone should start their journey is buy Bitcoin. Um, You're going to, you know, if you start with NFTs, there's a lot of scams out there. You know, I, I, I tell people like, do you buy penny stocks? Like, and they're like, no, no, no. And I'm like, well, then why are you playing around in, you know, all these like weird um, shit coins um, or NFTs and stuff like that, like buy Bitcoin. That's a good, stable place to start your journey into crypto. Yeah, yeah, that makes that makes complete sense. And I think that like, first of all, I have to preference just in case for legality issues. We're not giving financial advice. We're not telling you to do anything. Just we're just exploring the space like you are and do your own research and everything you do. And in the NFT space that I noticed for, and I heard over and over and over again was, Look at the founders when you're purchasing it. You look at the founders. Who are they? Do they have a huge presence? What are what are they all about? And what is the project about? Is there is there real world utility? Is there what is behind it? And does it look like it's going to be a long term project versus just a a dump or something that the scam people really quick? And that that's what I again. If I do it in thirty seconds, I can talk about it for thirty minutes with you, Mike. But just for the sake of time, we're not going to do so. But Mike, I do want to switch gifts because my my shifts because um. Uh, you know, my, my ADD is everywhere. I want to make sure I get everything in that I, that I want to do. So you're, you're looking to, to build, uh, some of your company in Buffalo as well, correct? 
Yeah. So um, with Foundry over the last um, 24 months, we've gone from just me to, I think we're, we just crossed 85 employees this week. Um, we're hiring five to 10 people a month. Um, we're looking to double the business in 2022. Uh, it's super exciting. We've got a really strong base in Rochester. And uh, our next move is to come to Buffalo. So we want to open up an office in Buffalo. We want to start recruiting all those closet crypto people um, in Buffalo that want to you know, work full time in the industry um, to come join Foundry. Uh, we're doing a lot of really cool stuff. We work on a lot of different platforms. And uh, I think it's, it's amazing in the sense that this is happening in Western New York. Um, you know, we, we're a cutting edge technology company um, and we're building it right here in, in Western New York. So um, very proud of that. And I think it's a great opportunity for folks that want to get into the industry. Very cool. Uh, I want to get to a question for from a listener here. They actually just, just popped in here. Ironically, he's another local podcaster uh, around the Rochester area, Andrew, uh, Andrew Bernay. Not sure if you know the name at all. Um, but one of the questions he had, which he had a couple of them, but I'm going to pick the one that actually stuck out to me the most. I'm like, oh, that is a good question. So with the government doing, you know, uh, what does the government do? I'm actually just going to read it word for word here. What is the government going to do regarding cryptocurrency? What is the best, like worst case scenarios, do you think, with the government getting involved in crypto and everything? You know, I think the government's trying to figure out, like, how to regulate it. Um and I think more regulation will probably come just because that's what the government does, right? Um, unfortunately, you know, as I've gotten into this industry, it, it's, I've had to learn a lot of different subjects that I never really paid a lot of attention to. So macroeconomics, microeconomics, geopolitical issues, like it, crypto touches on a lot of stuff, the history of money, what sound money is, what's happening with inflation. Um, and in my belief, it's, it's going to fix a lot of these issues. Like this is the solution. And I think the government is trying to figure out how to both embrace it. And they're scared of it because it, it um, it's a threat um, in some regards to kind of their, their power and their control. So um, in the end, there's not a lot they can do to, to stop it. So um but you know what was the what was the deciding factor for me to jump into crypto? You know, because I look at I I knew, four and a half, four and a half years ago I I remember you know I I sent one hundred and fifty dollars to Coinbase to buy my first you know Bitcoin, and that was all that was all I was willing to risk was one hundred and fifty dollars, and the only reason I was willing to do that was I I realized that the IRS will tax me on my earnings on Bitcoin. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. If the IRS recognizes this as a real thing, then it's got to be real. Um, so I that that was my deciding factor to like make the first $150 investment into, into Bitcoin. So I, I'm surprised you say that, to be honest with you, Mike. And I'm not a CPA, so sorry if this is a, even a dumb question to ask, but the IRS uh, taxes, like, I, it's so funny. I saw something funny on uh, social media the other day saying, Hey, um, they like took a, a photo of the actual IRS, like handbook, if you will, this, this quick segment. And it says the IRS says, you, if you steal property, you're supposed to pay the tax it'll gains on or the capital gains on the stolen property. So they're like, so we're supposed to report our stolen property that we steal. So when you say like, I have to report capital gains on Bitcoin, I'm like, don't you have to report that anyways? I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a CPA, but sorry, this is a dumb question. I'm just, that's just where my brain went. 
Yeah, look at if you're making money on NFTs, you have to report that and pay. Yeah. Right. So um, I, I find it interesting, like in New York State, for instance, they they've legalized, you know, growing uh, cannabis. They've now legalized sports betting, but they have cracked down on New Yorkers ability to invest in new crypto projects like new technology that could change the world. New York is saying you can't invest in. But if you want to go gamble on every NFL football game, please go for it. You know, and it's just it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like, yeah. I, wow. I, you know, it's I'm not a political person at all. And it sounds like you're not either. But no. um, but I, 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 I just have to laugh at that. You're totally right. It's, it's just, about our health. It's about us. I'm like, well, do you really want us to gamble our life savings away? Because <laughs> right. I, I'm the color Gatorade that they're going to dump on the coach. at the yeah, half Exactly. Now. It's it's uh it is quite hilarious and sometimes you got to just read between the tea leaves you just got to read and be like ah there's something more you know I I I totally understand what you're saying totally understand what you're saying um again I want to shift gears so a lot of people do have employees and you guys have grown pretty rapidly right so yeah you yeah. to so I think you said 85 employees 85 in months. yeah I gotta imagine like that is the definition of drinking from a fire hose I have to imagine so what have you learned along the way the do's the don'ts uh, I got to imagine hiring is crazy. You're realizing that this person thought they'd be a good fit. They're not, or they kind of hit their ceiling here. And then I'm sure people have surprised you, you know, along the whole process of that, what have you learned and what can you share? So other people don't make the same mistakes or they, they share the same success that you've had. I'll tell you, we, we have been very fortunate. Um, we have an amazing team, you know, like there's a, there's a lot of this part of this industry I don't, I don't understand. And it's, and it's like, all right, let's go hire the best and brightest kids out there that just get this, right? And then how do we create an environment where they can go pursue their passion? And I think part of our success has been finding people that are super passionate about the industry. They're passionate about our mission in terms of empowering decentralized infrastructure. And then from an interviewing perspective, we spend a lot of time interviewing, right? Like if you want to come work at Foundry, you're going to have to interview with six or seven people. And it's a two-way street. Part of it is making sure we're comfortable with you. On the other half is you have to be comfortable with, these are the people you're going to be working with. Is this where you want to be? Um, and we've also blended, um, you know, like these, these folks that are like just crazy about crypto with people that have a certain skill set but know nothing about crypto. So we've had, People come into our, our business that didn't know anything about, about the crypto industry. And we've been teaching them along the way, but they bring a certain skill set that we need to be successful as a business. And I think we've done a, a really good job of blending those resources. And then, you know, from my standpoint, we've got a very open culture. We debate a lot. We, um, and then, you know, we're focused um, as, in terms of working together as a team, you know, and uh, we got a, we got a bigger mission that we're, that we're uh, pursuing. Um, so it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So it reminds me a lot of this book we're reading right now in my mastermind group called good to great in chapter three, it talks about <laughs> getting the right people on the bus and the right people off the bus. Yeah. And it also talks about how sometimes someone's just in the wrong seat. You know, Absolutely. they're like, yeah, they do great here, but they should do a lot better over here. And a lot of times we try to put our best people on our most, I guess you would say important projects, but that's just not how we should do. We should put the best thing for them to succeed, to, 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 to fulfill its mission and whatnot. And one of the things you, uh, you, you mentioned there 
God, I totally lost my train of thought there. I'm not, I'm I, not, I, go ahead. It's a, that is a fantastic book and funny story. I was, I was telling the team uh, the other day, I'm like, all right, for 2022, we, we're going to, we're going to create some BHAGs, you know, big, hairy, audacious goals. And they all looked at me like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, <laughs> well, don't you know Jim Collins and, and, <laughs> and his books? And they're like, no, no, no. But yeah, it's, it, there's some great stuff. That's a fan, those are fantastic books. And, um, you know, I spent my early career at GE um, where, you know, we, we lived and breathed a lot of that um, management advice. But, um, yeah, I think people – the people management aspect is probably the most important part of my job. Um, and you're right. You know, you got to get the right people, get them in the right seats. Uh, my other, my other, one of my favorite books was strength finders. Um, so yeah, yeah, early you take part the test of, and then you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Early part of my career was like, you know, GE, it was like, get rid of the bottom 10%. And it was a lot of focus on what your weaknesses are and how you're going to improve. And, and man, I, I've really taken a more of an approach of like, what are you good at? And let's just focus you on the things that you're really good at and what you're really passionate at. And look, at, I've got plenty of weaknesses. In 25 years, I've made very little progress on some of those weaknesses. Like it's just, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So. Sometimes I'm like, well, how do I focus on my ADD besides taking medication? You know, and that, that, that's my weakness. It's, it's pretty tough to do two things at once for me. Um, so, so actually, yeah, we just had another question here from Nick Rada. Um, so thanks, Nick, for, for throwing this question in. How, how do they exactly figure out the value of crypto and how long before they see it really take over as an everyday currency like, like the dollar? Yeah, so the value of crypto is like I have one and you want it. Um, so how much are you willing to pay for it, right? Like that's the, it's an open market. It's traded 24 hours a day, seven days a week globally. Like this is not a US thing. This is not a China thing. This is a global market. We've never had anything trade on a global market as freely as Bitcoin does. Mm -hmm. um, I have to ask this so, if you don't mind. Yeah. So this because me, you know, I want to make sure I don't forget it. So this is a great thing. It changes the world in a positive way. But like, what if it goes into the wrong hands, right? You know, people now are doing things on the black market and, you know, they're trading someone's pinky or someone's kidney or across and they, you know, that, they, you know, they just took, I know my, I know it's kind of a weird way, a morbid way to go about it, but like, well, yeah. is okay. it a bad thing too? And I, I, I'm, I'm all about crypto, but I'm just asking the question, playing the double-sided coin here. So yeah, all criminal activity before Bitcoin was done in US dollars. Okay. <laughs> right? like, so, so what do you like? Should we not have U.S. dollars? Um, but look at I think I think something that's criminal is the fact that the U.S. government has printed 40 percent of all U.S. dollars in the last 24 months. Forty percent of all dollars in existence have been printed in the last 24 months. Like people don't people have not internalized what's happening is we are getting poorer. Each one of us is getting poorer today. Because they continue to print money, like you can't you can't just print money. Like even some of the conversations we have is people don't even realize that the U.S. dollar isn't backed by gold anymore. Like it, it was nineteen seventy eight, was it when it was no, last nineteen seventy one? Okay, uh, Nixon took us off the gold standard. Like it's it has, and, and they can just print whatever they want. So the other the other metric I like to think about is. Today, there's $10 trillion stored in gold. 
okay? There's $1 trillion stored in Bitcoin. I don't buy gold. I know my kids aren't going to buy gold. Bitcoin is a way better version of gold. And I think over time, more and more people are going to buy Bitcoin and they're going to store their wealth in Bitcoin versus things like gold. So Bitcoin has the potential to still capture a huge amount of market. And that's just the gold market, right? So, so if Bitcoin's at, at 40,000 today and it's 1 trillion, if it was to capture all of the gold market, it would trade at 400,000. So there's still a 10x multiple potential. So for me, when I'm thinking longer term about the potential of this asset class, it's one of the best asymmetric trades I've ever seen. Um, and look at, if you believe that Bitcoin is going to be worth a half a million dollars someday, whether you buy it at 40,000 or 50,000, who cares? It doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> so it's really funny. The hard, the bigger thing is, is missing out on that opportunity. Yeah, I totally get it. Like I, I like uh, we talked about my friend Peter Vug, who we you know we talked uh, briefly yeah. before we hit record here. He's he's bought his uh, son every year. He's bought his son a Bitcoin, <laughs> so uh, it's creating generational wealth. It's not even in you know Peter's name; it's in his son's name. But this oh my god, this guy just asked a question. He goes, "Give me three reasons why I should invest in crypto." That that was the question I went. I want to answer this question, but uh, we kind of answered it here. But anything else do you think there's another reason why besides that we talked about so far, or should we just move on to the next question? Anybody is look at I believe, I believe cryptocurrencies are gonna redistribute wealth, they're gonna level the playing field. Anybody can participate. All of the biggest banks, all of the hedge fund managers, they're all trying to figure out how they're going to play the crypto space. And today they're doing everything they can to keep the price down so they can get exposure to it. And, you, and every single person on the planet has the ability to front run the, the hedge fund managers and the banks and everybody else. Like you have the chance right now to buy it before they all buy it. Because once they start buying it, the price is going to run. Um, so I don't know. That's No, that's really good. I, I actually, that's a really good answer. One that I haven't heard of yet, to be honest with you. So since this is an entrepreneur podcast, what do you yeah. think entrepreneurs or business owners should know versus the average you know, employee? So like, for example, my question is, when are we going to start paying our, our employees in crypto versus US dollars? Or is there a way to help them save something, whether I don't know if it's saving money or um, they get ahead of their competition, something of that nature in the space that you're in? I, th I think the blockchain technology is going to be the biggest, fastest growing industry over the next um, 10 to 15 years. So I think you have to, you're, so if you're an entrepreneur right now, you have to think about how is this going to, how am I going to participate in this new ecosystem? And how is it a threat to my current business model? Um, and, and the first step is starting start to research it, start to learn about it, right? I mean, this is, it's no different than sitting around in 1995 going, geez, this Netscape thing, this is interesting. And how's the internet gonna blow up my business model, right? Yeah. Um, and, and the sooner you get started on that journey, the better chance you have of, of, of being successful. In my yeah, and, and pivoting or 
or, or actually getting ahead of this space. So you're, you're ahead in your industry. So yeah, for our yeah. listeners out there, this is probably the last question I'm going to ask you, or it is, is how do you make sure that what research can you do? And once you do your research, what actions can you take to make sure that you're ahead of the game? Kind of like all that website. One of my favorite homework quotes from the Simpsons is, is the internet, is that thing still around? <laughs> um, and, you know, Obviously, that, that was a silly quote considering, obviously, online and web, there's website, you know, there's um, web 2.0 or is it 3.0? I don't even remember. 3.0 now. 3.0. So clearly yeah. it's here to stay and there's a third version of it coming, apparently. So that being said, like, we have to get ahead of it. And obviously, if you listen to your po- this podcast, podcast, I'm guessing that you want the content to grow. So I hope you got a lot out of this. So that being said, Mike, that, that's all the time we have here today, man. Um, for those that just really, you know, jive with you. They've they asked some questions. Obviously, you're they're not gonna, you know. For my, my biggest thing is make sure you're doing your own research. Just don't email Mike saying, So, what is Bitcoin? Like, go research it. Once you do your research, you have some questions, or you know, there's a lot of people in that space. But Mike, for those that just again they want to connect with you for one rhyme or reason, what, what's the best way for them to do so? Yeah, so um foundrydigital.com is our um website. If you're interested in a job, please go there, apply. Um, we've got a lot of openings. Um, for me personally, I'm on uh, Twitter at um, Collier Mike, C O L Y E R M I K E. And then, you know, probably LinkedIn is another, another great space to find me. For sure. And we're obviously, we're going to put his name in the, the notes for the podcast. You guys can easily find him that way. So, Mike, for those that are looking like, oh, cool, How, what, you know, what uh, skills do I have to have or what positions would I be applying? What are, what are open in terms of positions? Um, and when are you going to start hiring for those, for those that are interested? We're hiring five to 10 people a month. Um, so, uh, I, you know, you know, what I'd say is like, if you're passionate about the space, um, and you think you can add value apply, like we're willing to, there's no good fits. Like the jobs we have today didn't exist a few years ago. Right. So there's nobody that's an expert at some of this stuff. So we're, we're learning it. We're teaching people how to do it. So I'm, I'm actually more interested in people that are really passionate about the space and, and want to jump in at first and, and don't be scared. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time, Mike, for those again that are listening. Uh, we really appreciate you. So if you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, if you haven't given us a review yet, uh, please do so. We really appreciate it. That's the best way someone could ever say thank you is by leaving us a review or rating. It really helps us in, and getting the word out more and reach more local entrepreneurs right here in Western New York. So uh, thanks, Mike. I appreciate you, man. And uh, hopefully we don't get snowed in too much here on this January 18th day. Yeah. Thanks, David. Go Bills. Go Bills. If you loved listening to the Western New York Entrepreneurs Podcast and want more, subscribe to it and head on over to wnyentrepreneur.com for articles, what's coming up next, and to get involved. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.